What would you do if you were out for a simple nature walk and you saw a group of ghosts performing a religious ceremony? Pretty weird, right? Right? <laughs> I'm not sure. Is that weird enough for Dead Rabbit Radio? I think it is. And then we travel to Boulder, Colorado to take a look at a bizarre new conspiracy theory swirling around the death of Jean Benet Ramsey. Is it possible that Jean Benet Ramsey wasn't murdered because she never existed in the first place? Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. I hope you guys are ready for a fun episode. First off, <laughs> I know this, one of the stories is about a murdered child, but you know, we, we, we'll, we'll, try to keep it, we'll try to keep it lighthearted. Coming into Dead Rabbit Command right now, shaking their head. They're like, there's no way you can make this lighthearted. It's one of our live stream contributors. Everyone on your feet and give a round of applause for Sega Metsy. Mogo Motsi. Woohoo! Yeah, come on in, Sega Metsi. Yeah, come on in. Thank you so much for donating to the show. Sega Metsi, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you guys can't support the show financially, that's totally fine. It really is. Just help spread the word about the show. That really, really, really helps out a lot. Sega Metsi, let's go ahead and toss you the keys to the Jason Jalopy. We're going to leave behind Dead Rabbit Command. We're going to head all the way out to Calico, California. <laughs> The reason why we're headed down to Calico, California, is we're going to go hang out in the high desert in Southern California. That's a different type of desert. (laughs) I don't know what makes it different. I think it's like the shrubs are different and like they have different bugs and animals living in it. I know it's different than you think of a desert. People are already shaking their head. They're like, Jason, come on. The Internet's right in front of you. Just double check it. I know there's a high desert where I live. And I've asked people before, is that different than a regular desert? And they people go, yes. And then they explain to me the difference, and I totally forgot. But anyways, we're in the high desert of Calico, California. I'm pointing out all the differences between a regular desert. As we're just sweating, you're like, oh, Jason, you need to tell us you're going to be in the desert. Should have brought some water. Eh. So we're out in the high desert of Southern California. This area is pockmarked by ghost towns from the Gold Rush era. So that's not like a cool ghost town. There's like a bunch of ghosts floating around and stuff like that. It's the it's the realistic ghost town. It's a town where people used to live. And because of economic factors or because people didn't realize that they were moving into a desert, they lived there three days and they left. The town's now abandoned. So you got like old buildings and like doors swinging open. That's the, not a ghost though. Don't get too excited. That's just the wind. So back during the California Gold Rush, a bunch of these towns sprung up. And now they just sit there abandoned. But Calico is a ghost town. Calico technically is a ghost town, but it has a very unique feature. Behind the ghost town, if you walk for a little bit, but not too far, there are a bunch of tunnels and pits that have been dug because, you know, people were looking for gold. And when the town is abandoned, it's not like people are like, you know what, we should probably fill in these dangerous pits. Someone might fall in. No one's going to fall in. No one lives there anymore. So everyone just left. So there's a bunch of dangerous drop-offs as you're walking around out there. And there's signs, too, saying, don't go in these caves. I know how much you want to, like, walk into this cave, but this hole is not yours. You can't just walk into it. Well, you can, but you'll die. One or two reasons. Three. 
one, you just get lost and no one's looking for you. And even if they were looking for you, you're in the middle of the high desert. Nobody knows where that's at. Secondly, you could walk in and just have a sudden drop off. Ah, you're falling down, bro. You didn't know if you pick the number two, you fall to your death. That would be terrifying, right? You fall down in a dark cave, 30, 40 feet, you break both your legs, and then you just, you're in the darkness until you die. I mean, maybe you brought supplies with you, maybe you have a good amount of food and water, and you can be down there for a couple of weeks, but still, it's pretty rough. But also, they say don't go out here because there's a bunch of trapped gas in these tunnels, in these caves. People mine in, and they poke a hole in the wall, and then a bunch of natural gas comes out, and you can't smell it and stuff like that. So they say nowadays, don't go into this area, it's super dangerous. But we're not here because of any of that as well. I just thought it was interesting trivia about, about the area. There's nothing to do with ghosts or really anything to do with the ghost stories. Although now that I think about it, a place that has a lot of natural gas coming out of holes could cause you to hallucinate, right? So maybe, maybe that is a part of this phenomenon. But the reason why I wanted to talk about this, very, very interesting ghostly phenomenon in Calico, California I found out about this on the awesome website, theshadowlands.net. They cover a lot of really cool ghost stories. I found a couple other sources that mention the same thing. If you show up to this area on the winter solstice, a little ritual is performed by ghosts. Ghosts show up and put on a show for you. First off, a bear shows up. And it's walking by you. And you're like, oh, dude, that's pretty dope. A ghost bear. And then you start to see a bunch of ghost animals walk up like a bunny rabbit. It doesn't doesn't specify. I'm just going to start naming my favorite animals. A bunch of ants, a bunch of ghost ants. They're just walking around. You start to see all of these ghostly animals perform a ritual. And then... You start to see ghosts of humans also walking around out there. This is behind town. This isn't like in the town. It's not like a Wild Wild West show. There's a rabbit dressed up as a bandit. They're like, oh, no, Bunny Bandit's back. Save us. You are sitting outside of the town, and you're watching this get performed, and you see the ghost of animals and the ghost of humans performing a ritual. It's an interesting phenomenon. And I wonder... We talked about this, I think it was on yesterday's episode, about hauntings that are the just recordings of events. So we have three options. One, you're hallucinating because of all of the natural gas in the area and you're about to die. Two, that this was some sort of ceremony that had been done years past, right? Decades, eons past, really, not just decades. You'd have these animals and these humans performing this ritual and it's not any sort of ghostly activity you can interact with. It's just a recording of an event. Yeah, it's possible. I don't. I can't think of a ritual that animals and humans do today, other than like a bear trainer or something like that, that would leave such a event. The what I think this is is so weird is that the ghosts are the spirits of departed people. This isn't a recording of an event, like a psychic recording, which is the cause of a lot of ghosts. I think. The ghosts are coming to this area to perform the ritual. I'm not thinking that these animals died in the ritual and these humans died in the ritual. It's weird, right, though? Because 
you have this going on. I don't know how many bears also were walking around in the desert. <laughs> if I had to design an animal that would die in the desert, a bear would probably be one of them. What I find puzzling, though, is what's the ritual? Like, all we have is that the bear walks across this open area. It's like right behind Calico, the town of Calico. There's like this open area, and the slow-moving bear crosses the length of the area almost as if to clear the room, to clear the stage for what's about to happen. And then the humans and the animals, this collection of ghosts, perform a ritual, but there's no description of what the ritual is. So it could be like some lame ritual where just people are kind of like walk. And then it's like the ritual of the walking. You know, sometimes rituals, like when I think of a ritual, I'm thinking of like, I'm thinking of something from a Dracula movie. There's like candles and stuff like that. And then people are like, come to us, Dracula. Like, you know, like summoning somebody, right? A ritual like that. Technically, a ritual would be like a guy walking out and like, Hitting a gong. That's a ritual, right? It's not a cool one. <laughs> My ranking of rituals. That I'd give that a 3 out of 10. But, yeah, so I wonder what type of ritual it is. And I'm, I am I, I don't really talk about this on the show much, but I always do like hauntings that take place on a regular schedule because I figure they're easier to visit. You know when it's going to be? But if you do live in Calico, California, maybe swing on by. Maybe after your Wild West roundup, live show that you're a part of after you had the shootout and you've drank enough sarsaparilla to give yourself type 2 diabetes. Hang out! If you happen to be there on the winter solstice, go behind the town. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm just warning you how dangerous it was. I was like, go behind the town of Calico. Don't tell anyone where you're going! Shut your cell phone off and leave it back at the hotel room and walk out behind the town of Calico. You might see... A bunch of ghosts performing a ritual. And if you do, let us know. If you do, if you're able to survive that and the natural gases, I'd like to know what that ritual is. Is it a cool one? Or is it just a bunch of... I mean, I guess if a bunch of ghosts are doing something, that in and of itself is cool. But are they trying to summon something? Are they trying to bring themselves back to life? Or are they happy that they're dead and they're performing this ritual so they don't get reincarnated? I mean, the mind boggles, right? I can list a thousand things of what this ritual could be. But if we don't know what the actual ritual is, then, you know, we, it's all just guesses. But an interesting story nonetheless. It kind of creepy, but more intriguing than anything. And I guess it begs the question, are ghosts still religious? Like, if you were a nun ghost and you died and now your ghost is floating around, are you like, I should go to church today? Because that's what I do. That's what I did when I was a person. I'm going to go haunt this church. <laughs> Probably not a good idea to be floating around as a ghost in a church. But you know what I mean? If a ghost, if a human dies and becomes a ghost, and they're religious or they have some sort of religious belief, would they still believe that as a ghost? Or would they be be kind of like, well, I didn't expect this. I thought I'd be in heaven right now. I got little Casper legs and floating around like and maybe God's like, no, this is what you're going to do for a while. I need you to do stuff on Earth. I need you to fulfill this mission. I need you to stop those bank robbers, Casper. And you're like, what? My name's not Casper. And God's turning everyone into Casper. He's like, hey, listen, you either get into heaven, you go to hell or you become Casper. I call you Casper because I find that hilarious. So who knows? Are ghosts religious? That's a totally different topic, but fascinating story nonetheless. Sega Metsy, let's go ahead and toss you the keys of the carbon copter. We are leaving behind California. 
We're headed all the way out to Boulder, Colorado. Jean Benet Ramsey. You guys remember Jean Benet Ramsey? Quick overview. Jean Benet Ramsey, six year old beauty pageant contestant. I think she won a couple, so beauty pageant winner. She was murdered in her house on December 25th, 1996. Her body was found in the basement. She was strangled. There's a couple of questions about whether or not she was sexually assaulted. I believe now the consensus is no. Super weird story. They found a ransom note originally that she'd been kidnapped. The ransom note mentioned an amount of money. It was something like $54,000 just off the top of my head. And that turns out to be the the same amount of money that um, Jean Benet's father had recently gotten in a bonus. And the ransom note was written on paper from the house. And it was all this stuff. It went on for years. I mean, it's still unsolved, right? It's still unsolved. They People thought that the brother did it. Her older brother did it. People thought that the father did it or the mother did it or it was a family crime. Who knows? It was such a bizarre true crime story. The facts that I just told you are all undisputed. I'd like to say that, but we're about to talk about someone who disputes all of those facts. This person goes by the name online of Human Vibration. And I found this Twitter account. I found it. I was going through Reddit, which I hate, but it's part of the job. And we have this Reddit called Conspiracy No Poll, which means no politics. We don't want to hear anything about your dumb conspiracy theory involving current politics, old politics, maybe sometimes if it's old enough, like Abraham Lincoln's still alive. Yeah, sure, I want to hear that. But we don't want to hear your view on the state of the world. You can go to regular conspiracy board for that. Conspiracy theories. No politics, so that's pretty fun. <laughs> we get stuff like this, right? This would have got buried out by the 20th Dr. Fauci's trying to take over the world post on the other conspiracy board. So here we have JonBenet Ramsey never existed. And this is being put forth by this person named Human Vibration. So I found her Twitter feed and I'm going through it. And it is such a simple conspiracy theory, and that is why people are falling for it. This conspiracy theory is growing. I don't think it'll ever be the size of Flat Earth, but I think it can get up there. I think it'll pass Monkeys Don't Exist. I think it will pass a couple of the other really obscure conspiracy theories. Let's take a look at this. That's enough of a preamble. Here's the mission statement. Jean Benet wasn't a sacrifice at all. She was a spell cast over all of us. The death of Jamini Ramsey was for one thing, to generate raw emotional energy from humans, which then can be converted, or really it's the purest form of an energy source called loosh, which is something that demons feed on, or the archons feed on these cosmic entities, gobble this stuff up. And you can produce loosh by experiencing huge emotions like love and joy. But those things are hard to come by, right? Everybody loves different things. It's harder to produce it. The other way to produce it is fear and anger. I mean, if you really think about it, if you met someone on the street, do you think it would be easier for you to make them love you or make them mad at you? You can just make them mad at you by stepping on their shoe or spitting in their face or being mean to them. Nice pants, loser. 
they're running away crying and you're just like huffing in their emotional energy. So that's loosh. That's how it's generated. But what if you were a demon and you just needed a bunch of it? You needed a bunch of loosh at once. You could scare, according to this theory, millions of people at the same time. Right? That would be a great way to do it. Now, again, you could do it through a war, some sort of huge traumatic event like 9-11. But again, what's easier, right? Destroying three buildings in the middle of New York or killing a girl. Don't don't put that to the test. Don't go, oh, I'll find out. And what's easier, killing a girl or just saying you killed a girl? And that's what this theory really is. This is a demonic conspiracy to produce loose. So what they did, here's the setup. Jean-Benet Ramsey never existed. She was an AI-generated image. And you go, Jason, is this one of the most photographed six-year-olds in the world? Yeah. They're all AI. She never existed. All that video footage of her like doing those dances at the beauty pageants, fake. Every photo of her, fake. And Human Vibration says, if you look at the very first photo of her that was released, you can obviously tell it's fake. Versus this photo that you... I know you guys are Googling the photos right now, okay? It does not look that fake. But anyways, it's also in the show notes. Here's a photo of her that came out the day she was murdered. This is the photo they used in the newspaper in the year 1996. And here's a photo, the same photo, but it looks much clearer nowadays. Now that this photo has the negative been used because it was a professional photo and it's actually been digitized and they probably have done some touch-up work to it as well. What a shocker that a photo that was run in a newspaper article in 1996 looks a little grainier than one that you would see today or one that came out 10, 15 years later, right? So we're, we're in that type of conspiracy theory world. This photo looks bad because the AI program wasn't that good. Every, well, it didn't exist. It didn't exist back then, but fine. I'll give them the argument that because she, Human Vibrations keeps talking about the website, this person does not exist, which randomly throws together this AI to make these photos. Now, I go to that website. I won't say I go to the website all the time, but every so often it pops up in these stories. So, And I'll spend, I'll spend a good 10, 15 minutes clicking through, looking for a hottie. And I'll say this, that when you keep refreshing it, you start to see that it's really like maybe two to three out of 10 are believable. And then there's just some weird ones. Eyes are wonky. There's some sort of mutant in the background. So it's not foolproof today. It's not foolproof today, but they're saying, no, no, no. It, it was foolproof back in 1996. jean Ramsey never existed. All of those documents of all those child pageants where it shows what she her ranks were, those were fake. Everyone who met her at those pageants, they didn't meet her. That's all fate. I think you guys are seeing a theme here. Every piece of evidence about her doesn't exist. Or it exists, but it's of a fake person. It's a conspiracy theory that just denies. And since this is a good conspiracy theory takes place in a time and a location that's not easily verifiable, right? I First off, I have no interest to go back and start interviewing people who worked in the child pageant industry with 
Jean Benet. Somebody could, right? I don't think it's a good use of your time. But somebody could, and they could verify. They could go up to these other contestants. They'd be, what, in their 20s or 30s? They'd be in their 30s by now. And you talk to them, be like, did you know Jean Benet Ramsey? You could do on-the-ground research, but nobody's going to because it's one of those things that everyone knows she exists. So why prove it? And that's what happens with a lot of these conspiracy theories. But because we're in the year 2022, I don't have access to those records. All those all those records were pre-digital. And the thing is, is that if you did have access to the records, they would just say the records are fake. So you'd have to go actually interview these people. And then they just go, well, now you're just part of the conspiracy theory. But another, th- this is so interesting. And you may think that Jason's just reading this weird conspiracy theory. This Conspiracy theory is gaining traction. This conspiracy theory is gaining traction. And the thing that Human Vibrations likes to do is conflate two events. For for example, she makes the statement that... Let me, let me read this to you. This is from the Twitter feed. Quote, two logbook pages recording the arrival of JonBenet Ramsey at the morgue went missing. Stolen. Gone. As if they never existed. Unquote. And she takes that and goes, they never existed. She keeps conflating the two. The law, the pages were stolen like they were never existed, therefore they never existed. That's not the case. We can look at, I found this article. She goes, no one can find anything about this anymore. I found this article. She goes, this stuff isn't covered in the news. I found this article 30 seconds of Googling. In 1997, there was some sicko named James Thompson who apparently became obsessed with Jean-Benet Ramsey. If you want louche generation, go to this dude's house. He's known as a corpse artist. Apparently, he takes photos of dead people. It's not like made of cake. Takes photos of dead people holding up signs or they have messages written on their stomach with lipstick or something like that. I don't know. But he's a corpse artist, right? And he broke in to the morgue, which apparently he has access to. He's taken all those photographs. And he stole the two pages from the logbook. That is true. He did steal those pages. But the article that I just pulled up, right? The very first article pulls up states that he made photocopies of those logbook pages and sent them to his friends. So not only do they exist, there's multiple copies out there. It says in the article, there's multiple copies of this. In the article, it does not state if they ever got the pages back. So it's possible that the morgue got the pages back or they didn't. It does state that he bur- he broke into... This guy's nuts. This He broke into the Ramsey house, spent the night... They, they weren't there anymore, right? They left the house with horrible memories. This was back in 97. He broke into the house, spent the night, and then he pushed some papers through the mail slot in the door and lit him on fire, and then he called the cops and said, I set a fire at the Ramsey house, and they arrested him. He's just a local weirdo, right? I don't know if the papers that he burned were the logbook pages. The article wasn't specific about that. But what it is specific about is there's multiple copies of these pages out now. So they did exist. They, they existed. How could you steal something that didn't exist? How could this guy break in and steal these pages that didn't exist? It would be far easier for them to just say, Oh, yeah, we lost it. And then not have to create a whole new backstory. Is she saying that James M. Thompson doesn't exist as well? That he's actually just a fictional character? 
We also get this. And and like I said, she she says this was never reported, and then she'll show screenshots of articles. And you're like, it was clearly reported. You took a photo of it. You took a screenshot of it. So how are you saying that this wasn't reported in any mainstream news sources and stuff like that? She also has weird stuff like this. So she's already said they were stolen like they never existed, therefore. And actually, that's a good point. Why does Jean Benet Ramsey not exist, but the parents do? Like, are they also holograms? Because wouldn't it have been easier to have... This would be the easier thing. If I was setting up some sort of diabolical fake scenario like this, I would have had the entire family massacred. And you'd have a photo of a little boy and a little girl and a dad and the mom and a puppy, and they are all brutally slaughtered on Christmas Eve. And the killer was never caught. And you have all of these fake photos and all of these fake home movies. And then you would not have to worry about any of that stuff. Like if, And again, that's just me. That's just me in, what, 45 seconds came up with that? We're talking about demonic forces. So why even have the two parents walking around? It would be an unsolved mystery. They were brutally slaughtered on Christmas Eve. He sliced off each of their skins and then put it on the other person so the little boy was dressed up like daddy and the little girl was wearing mommy's loose, flabby skin. There you go. (laughs) How much loose did I just generate by putting that image in your head? A mom's flayed body wearing the skin of her dead daughter just stretched over her face. There you go. (laughs) You're welcome, demons, for creating more loose. That'd be the easiest thing, right? And then again, so you would have to, this would be a con you'd have to pull on all the police in Boulder, all of the officials, all of the authors who's written about this, who have gone to Boulder. This guy, James, who broke into the house and he goes, what, it doesn't look like anyone ever lived here. And a demon knocks him over the head with a frying pan and goes, ha ha ha, you discovered a secret. Everyone in town would have to be in on it. Everyone in that neighborhood would have to be in on it. Now, if you think a demon's running things and you could just be like, oh, demon, <laughs> just hand waving it all away. Demons making powers and stuff like that. But every author who interviewed the family to write a book, I could see this conspiracy theory working, but you would need to do more than what's been done. Again, just massacre the entire family. That would cover up all of this stuff of people walking around and possibly giving up the the con and stuff like that. And But whatever. Because human vibrations and people nowadays have no way of actually proving she's alive or she ever existed, because you can't, right? At this point, you'd have to do all sorts of groundwork. That's why these conspiracy theories that say X isn't real, X doesn't exist, they're actually really hard to disprove. Most people just go, that's stupid. I'm not even going to give that any thought. And that's what happened with Flat Earth. Flat Earth people were going, the Earth is flat. And rational people are like, I'm not even going to debate that with you. And now it's one of the biggest conspiracy theories. I think a lot of people do it as a joke, but it's one of the biggest conspiracy theories out there because no one stood up and said, no, 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 this is why that doesn't make sense. People just let it grow and grow. And now you can't fight it. There's just too many of them. Then she goes into this weird fascination. I mean, I'm going to give her credit for two things. One, she's laying it out. Right? It took a long time. There's a lot of photos in the Twitter thread. And apparently she had posted this originally and it got deleted. Right? Because it's definitely people could see it was insensitive. I'm not pro-deleting this, the conspiracy theory. I don't think it's necessarily harmful. But what's interesting is she mentions the previous thread 
And she says this, and I'm questioning if she was posting the thread from somewhere else or if she'd written it. I don't know. All the links are gone. She, you know, it's it's been a, a good scrub of it, or maybe she deleted it. Who knows? But she says the previous thread, although intriguing and seemingly well-researched, was 100% speculation. Yeah, this is pretty speculative, too. In the, in the sense that speculative is made up. But... Maybe because she feels like she has these sources and things like that. And she starts to get into this really weird rant about spark plugs. She... The, okay, so here's the thing. Like, in every good conspiracy theory, there's a point where you've got to go, yeah, that is a little weird. That is a little weird, right? So, here's the thing. Like, she included these quotes where they're like, she would, the, like the family would be talking or their community member would be talking and they're like, Jean-Benet Ramsey was the spark of life in this family. Jean-Benet Ramsey, she, she just had a sparkling personality, that kind of stuff, right? And she starts talking about, human vibration starts talking about spark plugs. Because a spark plug is used to like, a spark plug is basically used to deliver that electrical current into your ignition system. <laughs> yes, I did have to look that up on Wikipedia. She starts comparing... Jean-Benet Ramsey to a spark plug. And I was like, what in the world are you talking about? This is so bizarre. Yes, people say you light up my life. That does not turn me into a thermonuclear weapon. It's a term of endearment. She had such a spark in her and now it's gone. And then she posts this quote from John, John Ramsey. I was struggling to remember his name the whole time. I didn't write it down in my notes, but until I got this far down, now I see it. John Ramsey, Jean Benet's dad, wrote a book called The Death of Innocence. And it says in the book, quote, As I lay in bed staring into the morning darkness, I couldn't help but remember what a spark plug Jean Benet always was to our family. Okay. That does not mean that, does not, mean that I agree with you that she does not exist. That is a weird term you're basically your family's just a motor sitting there waiting to get started and then jean Bonnet comes in and goes hi guys <laughs> i mean maybe he called her a little sparky i don't know but again that is weird like that <laughs> i'll give her credit where her credit's due you think she's a spark plug because she's generating louche see she's the beginning of this perpetual louche engine and she's the spark plug and that was kind of his way of letting those in the know know that she wasn't real i wonder what she thinks about madeline mccann i wonder what she thinks about these other big true crime cases but yeah that's basically the theory jean benet ramsey never existed this was all a ritual to produce massive amounts of louche for demonic overlords or the archons or or whatever Jean-Benet Ramsey never existed. Every piece of evidence you've ever seen of her is created by an AI. Apparently, this is the level of research. John Ramsey worked for a place called Access Graphics. And she's like, what type of graphics, dude? <laughs> Look it up! Why don't you find out what type of company Access Graphics is? That will tell you. There is no hint... That John Ramsey was working for Skynet, working for some advanced AI back in 1996. The program barely works today, but it was able to produce hours of content. That can now be upscaled up, right? But see, again, 
if you took old video footage from 1990s and you wanted to show it on a Netflix documentary, you're going to boost the resolution. You're going to do all this stuff to make it look better. In their eyes, it's just a cover-up, right? They're making, they're perfecting the AI. Access Graphics, by the way, they sold hardware and software developed by Sun Microsystems. I don't even know if Sun is still around. They were big when I was a kid, but Sun Microsystems. And they were owned, see, this is part of the conspiracy theory, right? They were a subsidiary owned by Lockheed Martin. So there you go. You still have that, hmm, Lockheed Martin, huh? Defense contractor, maybe they would do this. It would be much easier to fake the entire family. And honestly, it would be a hundred times easier if you're a demon, if you have this type of power at your hand, to just kill the kid for real, right? Wouldn't that be easier than faking it? Like, demon just going and kill... I'm not advocating murder, but I'm saying, like, if you were going to fake it, this is a scenario. People get killed all the time. Kids get killed all the time. I, as part of the job of doing this show, I read two to three different true crime websites a day not just articles and people are getting like killing their kids with hammers and throwing them out of windows horrible stuff horrible murder suicide that's unfortunately how i wake up every day little kids multiple murder suicides you don't have to fake it but that's that conspiracy theory that it is all faked and again like any good conspiracy theory there's stuff that's going to pop up when i was just trying to find out what access graphics did because i go i can't say she needs to research it i should research it as well i'm getting other conspiracy theories like they're popping up as i'm trying to find these people are like well you know in colorado paladin press used to be there and they used to put out conspiratorial magazines and magazines how to kill people and stuff like that it was an old Back before the internet, you had, to buy, you had to buy books on that, Paladin Press. So, that's a conspiracy theory in a nutshell. JonBenet was fake. It was a fake event to generate a bunch of loosh. I remember I was reading that, and I go, okay, this is super interesting. Let's see if I can find out a little bit more about human vibrations, right? Because that might give me some sort of context. Is this someone who just spews off nonsense all the time? Is this a one-time Twitter thread thing? I went and I looked up Human Vibrations. She has a podcast. And I go, oh, hmm. A fellow podcaster, eh? Let's see what she's up to. I may be accused of a lot of things on this show. But I will I will not be accused of being a simp for Human Vibrations. But man... The woman has a sexy voice. <laughs> I was reading all this stuff. I'm like, this is nuts. She has quite a sexy voice. And that's not fair to Hans Wormhat, right? His voice is not sexy. And so I make fun of him all the time. But I heard her voice and I was like, wow. You know what's so interesting about human vibrations is that not only does she have a very pleasing voice to listen to, she sounds like a normal person. She does the show, it's called, and I'm not like trying to start internet beef or anything with them. But she does a show called Real Eyes Radio. And I was like, okay, I gotta check this out. Like, let's see what's going on here. She's doing the show with somebody else. Uh, some dude with a British accent. I wasn't interested, so I didn't really look into it. She does the show with someone else. They sound completely normal. I've listened to a thousand podcasts over my life. And it sounds like any podcast. It sounds like they could start talking about their careers in stand-up comedy in L.A. It sounds like they're about to start talking about their favorite television show. It sounds like they're going to start talking about Marvel Comics, whatever. Totally normal people. 
And I'm listening to it, and they're doing an episode on Ghislaine Maxwell. And they start talking. I just picked the most recent episode. They're talking about Ghislaine Maxwell, and they do start saying stuff like, Ghislaine Maxwell doesn't exist. And I was like, okay, so is this the whole shtick? Ghislaine Maxwell doesn't exist. And they talked about, there was that weird Photoshop photo of Ghislaine Maxwell. We covered it a long time ago where she was at the fast food restaurant outdoors and like the book and the background was changing. It was quite weird. Ghislaine Maxwell doesn't exist. She goes, how come we've never seen a mugshot of Ghislaine Maxwell? It's because she doesn't exist. But you're thinking, well, wait a second. If there's a Photoshop of her standing next to Bill Clinton, who was there? Because, like, that's the big photos, right? Her standing next to these other world leaders. Who, what? Were they all fake? And if they could fake those photos, why can't they fake a mugshot? I, like, again, I just totally blows my mind. And then probably the best way to wrap up this episode, it's gone a little long. But they were talking about Elaine Maxwell, so obviously Jeffrey Epstein came up. And she goes, you know that I always say Epstein didn't kill himself. Because Epstein didn't exist. And I was like, okay. I've now listened to about 15 minutes of a random episode of your podcast. Very good production values. They seem very knowledgeable in at least the conspiracy theories they believe in. Sounds great. Super sexy voice. They have a good community. I don't, I don't agree with anything that they're saying, but a lot of people listen to the podcast. They got a lot of good Patreon supporters. So nice, right? But, if, I mean, come on. And now Jeffrey Epstein doesn't exist? I wish that was true, right? Basically, he doesn't exist. And she goes, the tagline, Epstein didn't kill himself, is actually a trick. It's to make you think, yeah, you're right. Epstein was murdered. And then when you realize that Epstein was murdered, you believe Epstein was a real person. It's all a trick. It's all a mental trick. Epstein didn't kill himself because Epstein never existed. And it is so hard to prove something existed. If you're not in the room with it and you're having an argument with someone, you can literally, no matter what they say, you can literally say that didn't exist. And as they try to pull up photos, they're like, no, come on, our son, our son does exist. He's just at school. You have to go pick him up. You're like, nope, I don't believe it. All the evidence you can show, you can just go, that's fake, that's fake, that's fake. It's surprisingly hard to argue with someone if they just simply refuse to believe in something. But that is the saga of Jean-Benet Ramsey, or at least in the minds of this group of people. Jean-Benet Ramsey never existed. And mark my words, this will become a big conspiracy theory over the next year. I really believe, definitely as you have people who were born way after this event, I'm sure the hosts of Realize Radio are probably about 10 to 20 years younger than me. You get farther away from that, they will believe it. And this theory will spread, and it will spread to Facebook. And then even people my age will go, well, you know, maybe they're right. Maybe all that stuff I saw was fake. And once you start thinking that, the floodgates are open. If you want to generate louche, if you want to generate fear and anger, make someone believe that their entire life was a lie. Make someone believe that every moment of every day they've been lied to and deceived. Make people believe that they don't know what reality is. That is the ultimate loosh machine. 
It makes you so mad you want to tear down the system. You don't know who to believe. You don't know what to believe. You become paranoid. You think even the people around you who are saying, no, clearly that's real. They're part of the system. Paranoia, anger, hate, rage. This conspiracy theory may be about a ritual that was designed to create louche for the demonic overlords. But is this conspiracy theory the ritual? Is this conspiracy theory not designed to open our minds, but to provide the louche the demons were after all along? deadrabbitradio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. TikTok is at deadrabbitradio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. <laughs>